got a wild one for you this week. I'm high. Dipper is here. We're talking. We do phone calls. We talk about leprechauns. And I try to do an Irish accent mimetes. Arg. What a fun time. A lot of um, beautiful, introspective analysis and commentary on all the beautiful things that the tapestry of this life has to offer us. Also, there's something called Shigella going around, and frankly, it's too good of a name. And fuck those Tennessean uh, politicians. Yeah, they can shove it up. There's Shigella. There's Shangela. Shangela. M. Oh. M. Mom! When your first choice is a big old bus You turn around and boom You end up with us One seconds Oh, Diva Our number is 213-536-9180 Our email is 70secondspot at gmail.com Now on with the show you said you do a little fuck, you nice little fuck, you do a little fuck You do a little fuck, so I'm going to slap you a big dipper with me Bye, me, bye, and that's a big dipper you're getting very sleepy. A hit. It was a hit. You're getting An absolute very hit. Horny. I had to. If y'all haven't had the pleasure of going and watching that on YouTube, please go watch last Friday's episode on YouTube. Yeah. Because starting at around the 44 minute mark is when the uh, hypnot- hypnotism begins. And I had no idea I was making faces. Yeah, right. We could I thought, see what was going on. I thought there was an occasional, like, a, ooh, but not. There was parts where I was, like, frozen in fear. Someone needs to make a fan cam of all of your expressions. Um, How are you doing this week? I'm good. Feeling like pussy, feeling like unt. So let's talk about it. You're back from New York. You're on a whirlwind press tour. I've done them all. I've done all the rags, you know? <laughs> so you did. You had an interview in the New York Post. Yes. Um, what was their gotcha headline for you? Because they do good with those headlines. They get you good. I don't even remember. I think it was just like drag queen impersonate Santos. Um, that was you a really did f- a... Yeah, keep going. It was a, I had a wonderful time in New York. Beautiful time, beautiful gowns. We saw Jinx. Did we already talk about this? We we mentioned it a little bit on future podcasts cuz we've been recording ahead. Yeah. But we we the last time you and I did an episode like this it was right before it was I left. Before you went to New York. Yeah. So how was Jinx on Broadway? Absolutely incredible. We were front row, front row in a way that I, I wish we were a couple back. Yeah, see, that's what I always think about front row of Broadway. It's like, you can't really, you're looking at chins. Yeah. Um, beautiful show. Wonderful gowns. I, I forgot that it's like such a stripped down musical. Well, yeah, because the movie made it be like, oh my God. But yeah. it's really just like everyone like monologuing it's- and like it's let me paint you a picture yeah there's not a lot of action that happened so all the characters <laughs> were on stage the whole time which you was like really hate cool. everything i really no i really liked it <laughs> there was no real action 
You know what I mean? But there was there was incredible dancing. The characters are amazing. Did you know that there has been a drag queen in that show for the last 15 years? Mary Sunshine, the character, Varla Jean Merman, played that in the national Broadway tour of Chicago. She's written as a drag queen character, which is why Christine Baranski played her in the movie, Honey Queen for Queen. Now, does Lucy LaDuca give you Christine Baranski vibes? Not at all. Jinx was incredible. She stood right in front of us. There was almost spit coming at us. There was, mm. we got a lot of winks from a lot of the actors. Yeah. It was a wonderful time. Um, okay, so they let you drink to... in the theater there. So, baby, I was drunk. She I was, was singing along. At one point, I was like, slay. And Michael had to grab me, and he was like, we're not doing that. There won't be any slaying here tonight. Okay, you have to answer the question. We've all been waiting with bated breath. When did you go outside? Did you stay through the whole bows or did you get up and walk out? We stayed to the very (laughs) end. We were, in fact, some of the last people out. Well, in your front row, it's kind of hard not to be the last people out. Truly, truly, truly. They filled the aisle. It was, I mean, the minute the show's open, over the all the doors open and you're basically outside. Like they yes, have they, every exit is able to get out everybody in a mass quick quickly. And so we all just exited outside. And then I was like, wait, no, I have to pee and I'm not gonna stand outside and wait for her. So we went upstairs and peed and like we're loitering until they kicked us out. And then randomly some guy was like, Here, do you wanna stand here? And we were like, Okay. And so we all as a group kind of stood in this one area. And then he came and moved the blockade right in front of us. And he was like, Jinx will be out soon. And so we just got to stand at the front. Like, we thought we were going to have to wait after everybody got like everything. for the end. Yeah, for the very end. And he put us right at the front. So Jinx came out and walked over to us and said hi, laid down her rules, which are very cool. She signs everybody in the front row's thing while they're holding it. And everybody in the back passes their playbills up. So then she'll sign everyone's playbills, go sit down, sign every single person's playbill. You're getting whatever back. If you picked your nose yeah. and stuck a boogie on there, you're kind of getting You're getting anyone's. Um, and then she passes those back, and then she walks and she goes one by one and takes selfies. But she's like, please give me your phone to take it. And if it's not an iPhone, teach me how it works. And so then she, like, does a photo with every single person until everybody gets their photo, and then she leaves. And then she does birthday videos at the end. Oh, yeah, she said videos at the end. But she also, in it, was like, and I will not be doing videos, because if I say I have to do a video for you, then I got to do it for them. And then, so she was very diplomatic, and it was just so professional. And it was so incredible to see her in the show. And she is amazing, like, mind-blowing. Did she know you? Yeah, she did say, is this meatball out of drag? I've never seen you out of drag, which is a lie. And then she <laughs> went, you are you technically lie? one of my bosses because of Forever Dog? And I went, not at all. No, couldn't be no, further but I from am, it. Diva. Yeah, but you are. But I was like, I couldn't be further from a boss. <laughs> no, exactly. You're like, I'm the girl who comes in and goes, y'all having a meeting in the conference room in an hour? And I'll fart in there, close the door, and yeah. run away. <laughs> or be like, can I take a shit and will anyone be here? <laughs> oh, yeah, that really spooked you, huh? Yeah, I had to poop at the office, everybody, and I did not like it. And then during, I don't, you could probably tell, during the second interview, I was like, my body is turning on me. Well, what happened? Like, what? In my what insides way? were like gone, you know? Because. I think, I think up. we've 
I think we've properly explained this to our listenership. And I used to be like this. I think when I first moved to LA, I was a little bit like this when I was freelancing more and didn't have stuff to do every single day. But you're the kind of person that you have like, you have like, uh, stand up days and lay down days. Like some days your body is just, Oh, we're not doing anything, baby. Yeah, absolutely. What's (laughs) wrong with that? I no, can af- no one- I can, I can live that way and so I will. I didn't say there was anything wrong with it, but like on a laydown day when you have to find yourself or if in the middle of the day your body decides oh we're switching it up, she's a laydown day and you're like I've got stuff to do. I I got to go home and lay down. Yeah. But that's not what was happening that day. Well, it was, but it wasn't it was that I wanted to go home and lay down. It was like I need to evacuate my bowels. And then your and body back- was like and then it'll be time to lay down. He, no, I got a lot done. Sent out shipments. Shipments? Went to the grocery store. What are you shipping? In that weird, the fat slut t-shirts. Oh, I wore your fat slut shirt to the queer tees. How were the queer tees? Congratulations to Darby and Alexis for winning. Okay, so I showed up to the queer tees, and when I walked in, um, I walked in at the same time as Bob, and... We sort of chatted a little bit, and they started funneling everyone who checked in. They, like, funneled you to the, like, carpet area where you're meant to take pictures. But it was rain. It's been rainy and gross in L.A. So it was I told Darby and Alexis, I said, get there early because you want to be the first person through the press junket. It it was so gross, and that was outside. And so they had, like, tents up, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. And I think had it not been rainy and gross, it would have been a really lovely sort of press experience because it would have been, like, outside and, like, a warm a warm winter L.A. night or whatever, or what have you. But it was gross. And so they funneled us into these lines, and I was like, oh, God, it's cold and wet. I was like, I'm wearing nothing of interest like there's no point in getting my photo taken i came straight from work i'm sorry you were in a fat you were in a free t-shirt that you could have gotten me some press with i yes i was wearing a fat slut t-shirt and then shorts and socks i saw what you were fucking wearing how did you see what i was wearing because someone took a picture with you or of you from behind and it was the fat slut like you turned around check your tags (laughs) Because I saw it, and I went, I'm glad he's wearing it there, but I'm a little upset that he's not more dressed up. I thought I was going to be able to go home and put on a real outfit, and then I didn't. I was like, I have a smelly t-shirt, or mm, Meatball set a free t-shirt on my desk, so I'm wearing that, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, But I met, you know, I walked in, I saw Darby and Alexis, I saw Cornbread, I saw Carrie Colby, I... Um, you saw a bunch of winners. I saw a bunch of winners, and then I met Joshua Ponte. Hot. And I was and like, talented. oh, what are y'all doing here? And Josh Brown was like, oh, we just came out for the event. And Tenderoni and Natasha were there. They also came out just for the event. Yeah. It was a, like, I wasn't expecting that. And then I wanted to get out of the way and I just like stood by the wall. And then someone texted me later and was like, I saw you, but I didn't want to came, come say hi because I felt weird going into VIP. And I was like, VIP? I just stood off to the side. But it's hard it, to tell what's what in that building anyway. Like, how would you know what was VIP? If it is was that set up where like it a, was last year? Yeah, it was the same place. Oh, uh, With the big okay. fountain had, on the outside when you first I had come never in. been there. Bar on the right. Press on the left. Yeah, I had never been there. But it was it was fun to be around so many people. 
You know, for a the queer tease. <laughs> Fun to be around so many people. The queer tease. Do you know how, like, okay, I'm going to say something. Oh? There were a ton of queer people there. Name names. Every kind of queer identity under the rainbow. Oh. But it felt like a gay event. Do you know what I mean? Flag. Do you, I do, do know you what understand you mean, but what I feel I mean? like a lot of things feel like that. I, I think feel like a, it feels like that more in LA than anywhere else. Like you can go to a super queer event in LA and it just feels gay. But yes. if you go to that same event in Brooklyn, it feels queer. Or if you go to that same event in like Kansas City, Missouri, it'll feel way more queer. Yeah. It's just like West Hollywood really seeps into everything. And it was, I mean, it was technically held over near we. Oh, no, it's in Hollywood. Yeah. Mm. But I had a, as you would say, I had a wonderful time. You saw the dolls. I saw the dolls. I rubbed some elbows. I talked to Bianca Del Rio a little bit. Love her. She, She's got a memory like a steel trap. No, I was going to say, because she gave me that real good... I kind of know who you are, and I gave a lot of, like, there wasn't enough time. Normally at those things, I go, like, oh, it's me, Big Dipper. I work with Woman Alaska. Or, like, we met doing this thing. Or, like, I know you from New York. Like, I like <laughs> to give those those two, those two um, cues. But I sort of didn't have the, mo- the, the, the full moment to do that with Bianca. So I, like, I st- I, she was standing next to me, and I said something to her about um, – Something with Jada and Heidi because they were crossover on a production day. And I was like, blah, 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 Jada. And she was like, oh, yeah, ga, ga, ga. And she turned around and she held me with two hands and sort of said something and like giggled and laughed. And I was like, okay, she knows that she knows me, but she has no idea who I am in this moment. Professional. She yeah, made and you I feel felt special. Exactly. Even though she, must, she had no idea. That's called star power. She must meet billions of people. Yes. She's performed. Yes. She's done like stadium shows, basically. It's wild. Crazy right, lady. We'll take a break. Let's take a break. We'll, <laughs> you know what? We'll take a break. We'll take. Okay. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? No, really, how would you use it, baby? Bad. I always think about my work week and how busy it is, and I'm like, I wish I had an actual weekend. Now, that really comes down to me planning my life a lot better, but I would use it for leisure because I work so much. How? What would you use if there was extra time in your if I had more time, I would do more hobbies. I would like pick up you more activities hobbies. because I yeah. love hobbies, but I just, I barely have time to do the stuff that I actually have to do. Right. Well, the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more with it. You know, I think therapy, like the biggest thing that I get out of therapy is new directives. Like, oh, try this. Like, make a change in how you think. I think we all think, like, that's just how my brain works or, like, this is how I see the world. But those things can shift and change and you can learn tools 
in therapy to be like, look at it this way or try a new way of going about a project or schedule your day a little different. You, those are things you can talk about with your therapist. Mm -hmm. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash sloppy today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash sloppy. And we're back. Here's what I got to say. We were talking about New York and then we completely, I forgot to even mention <laughs> nightgowns. Well, tell me about it. I had a wonderful time. The girls were <laughs> lovely. I Sasha is so fucking cool. Which one? Valor. Oh. It's her show. No, but was Sasha Colby not on the lineup as well? I thought both no, Sasha's that was were last on the lineup. month. Mm. It's a monthly show at Le Poisson Rouge. Yes. Um, and she's so cool. I had, I've never met her. Like I've met her, but we've never like talked or done anything. So when we got there, uh, we were just like hanging out, getting ready for the show. How did um, the gig come about? I, well, okay. We could probably talk about it now. I originally was going to throw a fat slut there that weekend. In New York. In New York. And it just all kind of didn't seem like it was going to be working out well and so i mm -hmm. abandoned ship and think i will be doing one but let's think late summer new york city let's think late summer, summer. fat slut is bad that makes way more <sighs> sense to me than if it was cold i have an amazing idea for you i'm gonna put it in the chat put it in the chat your reaction put it in the chat so then i found out that i wasn't i wasn't gonna do that and she had posted that she was doing a nightgowns that week and i was like hey i'm in town that week um, because I'm going to see Jinx, and then me and my friends were going to stick around because they're throwing a party. And she was like, yeah, do it. And so then I got in the show by asking. And um, and we had a wonderful time. And then that's when I started stressing out, and that's when we came up with the Delta number and the George Santos number. So talk people through, which one did you do first? I did the Delta work number first. And because I wanted to be able to get out of makeup. And then so, do George Santos, which had possibly more makeup on. But the so the Delta number was you mixed in her iconic um, subway uh, mayonnaise. mayonnaise speech because I'm obsessed with it. It's like the funniest thing that's ever happened on the internet. And I mixed it in with Alien Superstar, and I thought because she is the Alien Superstar to me, because she is unique. one of one. She's the only one. And I had done it before at Precinct, but I didn't do all the spoken word. And so this time I was like, oh, I'm really going to hunker down and do the spoken word. And Honker. I thought it would be funny if I got her to do the opening of Alien Superstar. So it's and Delta's voice. It's Delta saying, please do not be alarmed. The DJ booth is conducting a troubleshoot test of the entire system. And then all the way through one of one. And... um yeah, and I did that, and it was spoken word. And at that moment, I I was nervous because Nightgowns has such a reputation of being, like, so artsy and beautiful, and what I do is not that. And so beforehand, we were trying to come up with ideas that would be, like, an artsier version of what I do. But then we both were just like, I don't know, just go be a terrorist. 
a drag tear. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I did. And then uh-huh. the George Santos number we came up with forever ago and just thought it would be funny. And then, I don't know. When I went up on stage, Who's I was... Who's the we you keep talking about? Myself and the thoughts in my head. <laughs> um, I just thought, I don't know. I just thought I wanted to do like a really annoying song. And I did. And... Bitch, when I stepped out, the audience lost their mind. I started laughing. It was so funny to me. This is me. You know who does that song all the time? And the part of the reason... Well, first, the reason I hate that song is because one time when I was in Miami with Miss Toto, uh-huh. we went out to a nightclub and someone did like a dance version of that. People love music. But then it ended like all sad and slow. <laughs> Like, and we just kept on saying, this is me at each other. So who does it all the time is Yuriko Hara. Oh, is that who does it? Well, I mean, I love her performance of it. Okay, so it's who beautiful. else does it all the time? I don't know. Never mind. I guess it was her. So the cool thing that has happened is that since you performed it, who filmed that? Cheyenne? Good Cheyenne. Front row Cheyenne. And had you made arrangements to film it and like try to well nightgowns films it like the full right. number is going to be it's out on youtube out. so we'll get so to see well, everyone will see the laugh immediately when you walk out oh yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. great Maybe. work i mean work. when everyone sees the full thing they're gonna be like eh, wasn't that great but it'll be it's already over you know what i mean it's it's been Your one moment week. has happened yeah it's been one week since it happened the minute so i saw I... it got like two million views i was like this is gonna last two days this so is gonna Cheyenne be over filmed it and then Put she it pieced up it together socials. that night. So after the show, she was like showing me videos of it, and we were like all laughing at a bar. And then we were at the bar until it closed. Like they kicked us out. And at five a.m., she sent me a text being like, "Hey, I pieced this together. Can I post it on on um, TikTok?" And I went. And I just didn't respond, so she did. And then the next morning, someone had already put it on Twitter, and I was like heading to the airport. So by the time I landed. Uh-huh. It was like at two million views, and I was like, "This is insane!" And no That's hateful like, comments. Do you remember that lady who posted, who tweeted something like racist and awful, and then turned her phone off and flew to South Africa? So there was like a twenty-two-hour <laughs> oh, yeah. news cycle where they were like, "Well, when she lands, we're gonna find this out," like because <laughs> the internet was moving so much faster than she was on an airplane. Yes, 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 yes. So, and since then, you've done the New York Post interview. You did a video interview with CNN. Mm-hmm. That was very nice. Um, and we did another interview. Who is we? Me. <laughs> I did it. Well, because I'm, it was me and Meepaw. And, you know, right yeah, now, you... I'm George Santos. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm also, like, very high. Violently oh. high right now. Um because I forgot we were recording. Um, I'm sorry. Your text back to me, okay, fag, was not confirmation enough that we would be recording at this predetermined time. Slay. So I oh, I did another interview with CNN where they asked me a bunch of questions about, like, what's happening in Tennessee and, like, all these policy things. And I truly had to be, like, because it's an opinion piece, I had to keep being, like, for me and what I know of this and my experience as a... Los Angeles drag queen and like had to really put things in that point of view because I think some of my opinions might possibly get me in trouble with the drag community. 
You, you mean your opinion is being like, I actually don't think kids should be around, blah, 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 that type of thing? No, I think the drag queens can perform for kids all as as long as the drag queens are performing appropriate stuff for the kids. That's my only thing. End of yeah, list, I mean, period. it's literally... Like it's that simple. It's literally common sense, and it's why I always like... Whenever I get booked for Pride events, and they're like, 2 o'clock at the festival stage, and I'm like, okay... I should be 11 p.m. at the leather bar for yeah. the after party. Like, I know this, but I've had to, you know, censor my shows because of the timing or the placement or the whatever. Um, and at the same time, you know, it's that it's that thing of, like, an entire culture being, uh, you know, shunned and swept under the rug and subjugated because of... Uh, at the crux, it's about sexual orientation. Yeah. Then the idea of sexual content becomes the thing that feels empowering and the way to rise up. Not to quote, this is me, but to rise up um, when the sharpest words can't cut you down. Uh, and so therefore, you know, like it makes sense that a lot of that content is sexual and, you know, celebrates uh celebrates what other people deem as inappropriate. I don't know. It to me what's happening in Tennessee is very scary oh, because it's horrifying. Um it will continue and it will continue in a lot of different places. The hope that we have is like an election coming up, you know? There's always time to overturn those politicians, um the ACLU stepping in to sue different um states for making like unconstitutional laws and that type of thing. The fear is it's the same with all the abortion bans. The fear is like, well, it's technically illegal here, but if you drive over here it's fine or like if you do it in the nightclub no one cares or like the nightclub just gets a different lesson and it feels like we like give in a little bit and yeah. we go like well, they're just doing it to get attention, and if we just do this one other thing to change it, then we'll be okay. And it's like, no. The the sheer existence, like, the sheer fact that this got passed, went to committee, voted on, got passed, and turned into a law in Tennessee. It's a mess. It's a mess. And it's scary also because, like, Nashville, like, play Nashville – it's like a huge drag yes. bar down there. And it's, it's like, one of the biggest drag bars in the nation. Yeah. I, well, that's what I said in the interview, too. I was like, Nashville is like one of the hugest drag cities. So it's terrifying that it's like passed in Tennessee and like, <sighs> mama, don't come knocking on my door. Thoughts? Yeah, it's just, and, and what it is, is like the people like play are going to have to like, change their liquor license or get a different thing or like have a drag room that has an adult cabaret license where you can't bring any alcohol and it's just going to cost them so much money and be so many hoops to jump through just for these dumbass politicians to try to gain like a little bit of voting traction that's why like even though it feels archaic it's like that's why the voting out of these dumbass politicians is so right and you saw that interview with john stewart that's been circulating yeah girl i just don't know how they sleep at night 
With a gun under their pillow? It, with, yeah, a gun next to the bed. I mean, the NRA pays for all of that, right? Like, they but, like, pay You huge... can make money other ways, Diva. It is scary. Like, when you look it up, there are school shootings that happen so often that they don't even get reported on. Completely. You think someone's going to come knock on my door because I did the George Santos thing? I mean... I wouldn't put your address out there. No, because I think he's kind of a laughing stock of. Yeah, everyone. I think that's why there was no negative comments or anything because everyone uh, generally agrees that he's a, a douchebag. What are you doing over there? Are I was just looking nails? up. No, John Stewart in that interview kept saying, "What is the number one cause of death for children in this country?" And he kept saying guns, and I was like, that must be, like, a little bit of, like, a finessing of a statistic. Yeah, because kids, I feel like, are getting in accidents all the time. So it says children and adolescents under the age of 18 represent 22% of the United States population. Accidents and unintentional injuries are the leading cause of death for children 1 through 9 and 10 through 14. So I guess that's 1 through 14. But would a gunshot be an accident? Yes, of course. And then what is the number one killer of children in America? Leading cause of death for American children only recently. All those babies smoking cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. There I mean, is it, nothing funnier than a baby smoking a cigarette or a cigar. Have you ever seen what if it's like a baby? What? Yeah, guns. Sorry. I'm looking at a New York Times graph and gun in 2020 guns surpassed motor vehicle crashes as far as leading death for children. That's horrifying. Mm -hmm. One time I was at my friend's house. I was at my friend's house and his parents own a lot of guns, but I didn't realize like how many guns. And he, we were very, very drunk and a little bit high, I believe. And we went down to the gun cellar and he was like, Do you want to see the guns? And I was like, Okay. And we like opened it up and it was like lining the walls. And so no, we that's like too scary. We I know. And in a basement in Pennsylvania. Like no diva. Suburban Pennsylvania. Scary. Why? And then we walked in and he goes, Wanna hold one? Then I held one, and then we were looking at each other, and I just said, this is how all those ads start, like, where kids accidentally shoot each other. Yes. And we, like, put it away and wiped my fingerprints off of it and, like, Smart. left. But it was horrifying. Who needs that many guns? And for what? He wasn't for, even a hunter. And not even uh, for to drink? No guns. No guns for to drink. All right. Let us. Let's take a break. Shelton, name other name another Blake. Name a better Blake than Blake Shelton. Um, uh, nope, that's not a Blake. Blake Griffith, Griffin, the bas- the hot basketball player. Griffin, Gryffindor. Let's talk about Harry Potter. What's going on over there? <laughs> Don't do it. Okay, we are back. 
Hello back. Um, I have a bunch of voicemails pulled. Slay. Curious if you wanted to listen. That's what I would love to. That's your thing these days is listening to voicemails. I have a, I'm having a wonderful time. Hey, Big Dipper and Meatball. Um, so I just wanted to add something interesting maybe to the uh, hypnosis conversation. Okay. Um, so my grandpa, who is passed away now, but he was gay. Um, doesn't really have to do with it. Uh, I do. And so is my, my dad. I'm from like a, a gay dynasty. We're, we're, we're old gay blood. Anyways, um, uh, my grandpa was allergic to whatever painkillers they use at like the dentist and also like for, you know, proceed, medical procedures or whatever. Um, and so he used to get hypnotized and like he swore by it that it actually worked for him. Um, I think he quit smoking too, uh, but yeah, that was always crazy to me that he could, uh, you know, literally be getting like a cavity drilled and not feel any pain under hypnosis. Uh, but yeah, anyways, just thought I would add that. Goodbye. That's crazy. Would you mind ever over try matter, that? baby? I think what, it's mind over matter. Dad? What? Do you have a gay dad? No. I know he darns your dad. hats. He's darned my hats and my socks. Ew. Why do we... Why do we... Sorry. What? More to say on this call. I was going to go down a really dark path really fast. Go. Nothing about the call? That's cool. I. That's insane. <laughs> I I mean that's one of those things where I'm like yeah I guess if you're hypnotized enough to do it to not feel enough pain but then in like at what point could you just be like I will never I don't ever want to feel pain Well there are people who like like the like super marathon runners who run 50 miles and don't yeah, ever guy, stop like I'm sure the guy who cut his arm off at 172 James Franklin Franklin he <laughs> Who was in that movie? Jimmy Franklin? Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Bratt. Um, what I was going to go down to when he said gay dads, like f- daddy, son, grandpa, to quote Darby Lynn Cartwright, queer yeah. winner. Pretty, um, she did it. Daddy, son, grandpa. But like, I was messaging with this guy and he was like, um, he was like, I'm going to go to bed, but I'll leave the door unlocked. You come in the house and wake me up sucking my dick. I don't know that I love that. No, I don't know that I love that because I'm like, what if the house is gross? What if you're gross and I have no idea? What if you're setting me up to do it to someone else? What if you're sleeping all wild and crazy? What if you haven't showered and it smells funky? Yeah, and then I'm like, you're asleep and I'll just leave. But he was like, yeah, if you come late at night, you can be loud loud in the room with me, but my dad won't wake up. He like passes out real hard in the you know like uh, in the middle of the night. And I was like, oh, does your dad know, like, you have, you live with your dad? And he was like, yeah. And he was like, does he know you have dudes come over to have sex? And he was like, I'm sure he kind of figures it out. Like, I immediately was like, does he want a blowjob too? Like, you guys can share me? And like, <laughs> that's what I'm talking <laughs> Your face. Your face. No, that's disgusting. Not, 
listen, not together, not like the two of them are in the same room, but why does it immediately no, go to like... Part of the, here, I didn't realize this, but you are part of the problem. I am? Me? That's me? so gross. Hello? Her? I am part Well, of that the kind of brings up, did you see this? those guys that pretended to be biological stepbrothers? Now run me through the... On Twitter, oh, okay. I they sent it the to same. You. They said... We just did a DNA test today and found out that we have the same oh, dad. Yes. And then yes. what's and so been, funny about it was fianced for a while. Right? Yeah, they yeah. And what's funny about it is that it's I've, fake. It's fake, but they were like doing it to promote a song. And when it happened, someone I know was like, "That's so gross." I followed their OnlyFans. How gross is that? That they would be making OnlyFans porn as like brothers. Anyway, I think that's so gross. Only because Ubu I have a brother. Javer. Like, what more do you want me to say? I think it was just the funniest. The way they said it to me, it seemed like they really need to think some stuff over. Anyway, next call. <laughs> but they didn't know. Yeah, they didn't know, but uh, it's one of those retroactive things where you find something out and you kind of are disgusted with yourself. Yeah. But they're not brothers, so it doesn't matter. They just, they they do look an awful lot alike. The tweet doesn't even exist anymore. No, he deleted it because everyone, it got shared around so fast. It was like wildfire. Can you come up with a campaign like that for my next thing? <laughs> uh, no. Where it's like, I shitted for myself. fuck yeah. No, for have you fully music. committed to that title? Because there's still time. We could still change it. You don't know. Like I explained the whole thing to you, and you did it. You like tuned out when I explained it to you. No, you said it. It's under the fuck yeah umbrella. There would right. be it, sex parties. There would be documentaries. It would be a whole thing. Yeah. I understand that, but I think that the name fuck yeah might not be good. Oh, I I have heard quite the other the opposite from tons Ooh. of people. Ooh. People people that I care about participating in this, so not you. Great. Who? <laughs> like who are they? Who are they? Like wh- why? Who are they? Participants in the project. Co- of course, artistic, they're going to say they love it. Artistic they're collaborators. In the mm. uh, are you paying who, all these people? No, oh, I'm not. Someone else's people. That so yeah, I, okay, yeah. <laughs> but in a way, that I go, do you like this? What are they? What are they supposed to say? I said, what other ideas do you have? Could be a, a thousand other names. Here's twelve. Which one do you like? That one was the chosen one. The chosen one. I Next call. Hate you so much. Hey, bitches. I need advice. <laughs> um, I'm going to school currently, and there's this really hot guy, and he, I, for all we knew, he was straight. And then he showed up on Grindr, um, and in his bio it says that he likes to um, jerk off and get sucked. And I'm like, I want to do the sucking, but I also don't know if he is into fats because I'm a fat. And so should I blank profile message him to feel it out first? Or should I just go for it and risk everything being awkward for the next couple months? 
because I graduate in May. And, you know, I just really want to suck on some dick. Mostly because I'm still healing from an anal fissure that I called you about a few weeks ago. And it's killing me and my life is awful. But, yeah, advice, please. Thanks. Love you. Bye. Ooh, this is interesting. Because part of me wants to be that person yeah. that with a full face goes, oh, nice to see you on here. My th- mouth and throat are it, baby. So if you want to if you want to feed me that dick, let's link up. But I know all too well the full internal uh, struggle. S- struggle of being like, are they into fats? Because if it's a no purely because of me, <laughs> I don't want to know that. And I would like to remain cordial with you in the hall. Shoot your fucking shot. Who cares anymore? The yeah, world's just say, dying. It's you, snowed you're in LA with some glut out. Gluck, gluck 5,000? What do you call it? Yeah, the gluck, gluck 5,000. No, I mean, come on super strong if you want. Come on however you want. Whatever you think is best. But if you just want to hook up with them, Say, hey, I recognize you from class. Right? That's a normal thing to say. Yeah, or like, hey, man, nice profile. Hey, man, thought you were straight. No, don't do the- Let me suck the skin off that cack. Don't do the thought you were straight or- Yeah, don't mention um, that at all. Surprise you're on here because that makes them immediately self-conscious. Yeah, just say, hey, come. Sup. Sup? I think hit him with the sup. I, this, I think dude, this person doesn't sound like someone that would be saying sup. Well, maybe give them person, the full you. Hey, bitch. <laughs> and for to drink, your dick ain't come. Dick. <laughs> no, this this is life's the whole too thing. short. What if he, what if they are super into you and they only got on Grinder so they would talk to you? Now they're just waiting for it. Yeah, because they, they be pooch their tooch when they see person, you in the hall. What'd you say? Switch so do they in? pooch their tooch when they see you in the hall? Like, try Big to make dipper, eye contact with them ball. in class and see what happens. Big Dipper, Meatball, I'm pouring in the waterfall at the Madonna Inn because of you guys. Oh, the waterfall room at the Madonna Inn because Cheyenne Big. stayed in that room. Oh, I thought... We stayed in some pony-ass room. We partied in Cheyenne's room. Wait, okay. So this I wanted to ask you because the verb this caller used is pouring. P-O-U-R-I-N-G. Big Dipper, Meatball. I'm pouring in the waterfall at the Madonna Inn because of you guys. Because of the echo, I feel like they are actively taking a piss in the urinal that is a waterfall in the basement bathroom. Oh. But you're saying there's a waterfall room? Oh, I thought I talked about that. Yeah, there's a room that... It is a little bit annoying. Luckily, I wasn't staying in it. But in order to get your water, you turn the faucet on, and then you have to like wait for it to come down from the ceiling. Oh, so maybe that's what they meant. Like a wa- and then it waterfalls into your hands. And then the pouring? toilet. Pouring? Is pouring? Is pouring slang for peeing? Pouring it out? Where would, you, where would we find that? 
Urban, Urban Dictionary? Dictionary? I don't know. Do people still use Urban Dictionary? She's popping on the internet. Is she pouring? Oh, Balling on in, anyone. I'm pouring in the waterfall. Having engaged in hot sexual activities. Like I'm drenched? Poured in. Tight clothing. Next call. Shit, this is like the second time I tried doing this. All right, I keep on clicking the, the bang button when I try to say something. All right, so. What? Hello, uh, comadre meatball and honore comadre big dipper. So my question before I say my fuck talk story is, have you ever had a STD scare? And like, how did you process it and what did it end up being? But my story was when I first started going on Grinder, I was like 20 years old. And I was trying to figure out what my type was. So this older gentleman, who was a lot older than I was, messaged me. He was 64. And he messaged me, uh, come over to his house, just chill and have some fun. Sounds so like a good we, time. after talking, we started having fun. And I noticed that every time he's sucking my dick, he's readjusting something in his mouth. And I'm not clicking to my head what it is. So after like 40 minutes of him sucking my dick, and I'm like, what is going on? Why does he keep on putting something in his mouth? Like, why is he checking up in there? And I didn't think about anything afterwards. And I noticed that my, he starts like biting my teeth a little bit. He's biting my, the tip of my dick a little bit too much. I'm like, you know what? Why don't we start something so differently? Uh, we have sex. It's after an hour and 40 minutes of sex. And I go home and I make my way. Hour and 40 minutes. I'm like, my fucking dick is like, Somewhat like, like bothered, like it's like irritating in some way. And I look at my dick, and there's little red marks, and I lose it. I'm like, holy shit! I'm 20 years old, and I finally got fucking HIV. I got some type of STD, something. And I go to get tested right away, and the people look at me like, no, there's nothing wrong. On, there's nothing wrong with you. And I said, was the person um, who was giving you fellatio? Was he using a lot of teeth? Did he have braces? And I noticed that, one, the guy had fucking dentures. And two, his dentures kept fucking irritating my dick. So a bunch of those little marks were just teeth marks on the tip of my dick. So that is my fuck talk story. What do you other uh, sloppy senoras have to say? Bye! Why wouldn't you just take it? That's what he called us. What does that mean? Co-mothers? Well, yeah, I think, I mean, I think the idea is like, you know, mother. Like, we're mothering. We're Megan Trainer's mother. Yeah, that's what it is. No, it's like uh, God. Have you it's ever like had God. an STD scare? Or are yours never scares and just fully no, realize? The reason that I wanted to play this is like, no shade to you, caller. Um, but like the story wasn't that good, ah! uh, <laughs> but the sort of insane narrative that we have around STDs, STDs and HIV, it's like the spiraling of it can be crazy. I remember one of the first or second times that I hooked up with the guy who told me he was HIV positive before I was on prep, you know, I, I used to, before I got on prep, I used to fuck only with condoms, even with my boyfriend. Um, I would always fuck with condoms. And so I felt pretty 
like confident and fine. And also the guy had, you know, been positive for decades and on meds and whatever. And I, at least at that point, even before I was taking prep, I was really aware of the concept of U equals U, which, Mm -hmm. you know, has actually been around for a long time, but just hasn't made its way like into the public conversation. So I was, um, I was, uh, I was always like comfortable, but that didn't mean I wouldn't kind of have a freak out. Because of the propaganda that we were fed. And so I remember after uh, we fucked around, we had a really nice time. And then when he left, I spent easily 30 to 45 minutes in the mirror inspecting my lips, my teeth, my gums to see if I had any little open sore, anything that was even rubbed red where there could have been like a barrier broken where I could have been, uh, you know, I'm doing quotes here, like exposed to something. I looked as much as I could at my, you know, I have a belly. I'm not that flexible as much as I could at my dick and balls to make sure that they were, you know, it's like we all go through that. Mm -hmm. The thing that is the most annoying is that if you're sort of getting an ear infection or a, you have a sore throat or you feel like you're getting a sinus thing, you like go to the CVS, you do a thing. And then after a couple of days, you're like, eh, I should go to the urgent care. Let me call my doctor. Eh, let's do a test, whatever. If it feels like the, the, it's an STD or it's from something sexual, you're like, why can't I have the answer in 25 minutes? Like, Oh the, yeah. You know what I mean? The freak out about yeah. it is just, it's in all of us. It's so weird, too, because it's like, at this point, everything is pretty casual and easy to get rid of, or there's an understanding of how to cope with whatever you get. So, like, the ner- we shouldn't be as nervous about it. But you should right. still be conscious and, like, use protection. Completely. Get on prep. Except for Shigella. Who's Shigella? Tell the girls about Shigella. Shigella bacteria cause an infection called shigellosis. Shigella cause est- why is it why doesn't it say causes? Because it's plural. Shigella bacteria cause. Oh, Shigella cause an estimated four hundred and fifty thousand infections in the United States each year and an estimated $93 million in direct medical costs. The four species of Shigella are Shigella sonae, the most common species in the United States, Shigella flexneri. What is Shigella, though? Shigella boidi and Shigella dysenteria. Are these STDs or just an infection, a bacterial infection? Well, it's just an infection, and it is currently circulating amongst gay and bi men in the way that monkeypox was starting to circulate. If we don't stop it. <laughs> Did you not hear about this? I heard that there was some sort of itchy rash going around that's an incurable like STD, so I'm sure this might be similar. No, what is that that you heard about? I don't know. They said it's some sort of rash that's like no antifungals are able to kill it. Keep an eye out. Rash for rash. Slay for slay. Um, what's happening Wait, right now? What are now? you doing tonight? Aren't you supposed to be at a, 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 some sort of party this evening? No, not tonight. Barracuda? What is that? That's next week. Oh. And then the week after. Fat slut. No. Yes. Yeah. The 17th? 
Wait, so what's... No, next week is Bitch Puddin' on Friday. You're on well, Saturday. Well, Barracuda's a Saturday party. Oh, okay. Oh, so you think you're better than me? No, I I don't throw bear. Listen, at this week's Fat Months Fat Slut, we have DJ Rubella Spreads. Also spinning would be DJ Trixie Mattel. We have performing Alaska Thunderfuck 5000. We have Big Dipper. We have Bijou Bentley. We have Vivian Vita from Exposure Drag. And, um, oh, from Chicago, we have the one and only, the Black Amish girl. It is Essence, who will, I'm praying, is going to be turning some butter on stage. A little butter churn never hurt nobody. Um, And Gabriel the Queen will be there, too, spinning in circles. Oh, she's performing? Yeah, I guess. You could call it that. Oh, did you get bullied into booking the doll? No, I booked her. Um, <laughs> she tricked me because we were at Korean barbecue. You know what I mean? I was in a good mood. I just went to Korea. Did you go to Road to Seoul? Yes, Road to Seoul! I was just Slay! there the other night. That's the place where the lady, one time I was taking the um, meat off the tray. My mouth is watering. The meat off the tray to put it on. And she goes, you're too organized. And she just flipped the tray over onto the grill uh-huh. and just like threw it down to go get more of the meat. Remember when I said that they were going to bring us the bad meat? They don't. That's a joke. It's all good. What? Yeah, well, the reason I like that place Bottomless. is be- because it's all you can eat. Whereas other places, it's 30 bucks every plate of meat they bring you. And there, you just choose the level. And then similar Which level to- did you get first level? Yeah, first level. What's on the, what's on the others that are good? They have the bulgogi pork um, belly, which you can only get on level number two. Baby! Pork belly is so chewy and fatty to me. What are you getting? Uh, probably the worst cuts. I got bo- spicy bagolgi, which was really good. We got uh, steak, beef steak. Who'd you go with? My friend. Who's your friend? <laughs> and then we got... Um, Who's your friend? We got pancake. We got rice cakes wrapped in um, beef. Yeah, that one's good. That one's good. Um, I really wanted to get the brisket, but we. I know who ate. it was. And then we had ribs too. We got ribs. Oh, the ribs are everything on the bone. Yeah, yeah of course, on the bone. What does he look like eating? Fine, regular, like a regular person. And we went to the um the Korean spa beforehand as well. A little soak. Ugh. Why you wouldn't like- you go? Why wouldn't you go after? Sweat out the meat. And be full? No. You be the I don't dumpling. Be, You're the little white dumpling full of meats. I don't want to be full Cook in public. But you'd rather go sweat it out and then go sit down and eat a bunch of hot grilled food? Yeah. Oh. Do you want to work out after you eat? You don't you're not working out at the bar at the at the sushi or at the spa. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, but you're like sweating, you're like getting up, you're moving around, you're going in and out of different tubs. Do you ha- do you need to be full to sleep? No. I sleep awful when I'm full. Interesting, interesting. I fall asleep when I'm too full and then I have like hot sweats, bad dreams. Hot sweats, bad dreams. Now that 
it's an album. Title. That's the name of your your production company. Hot Not sweats, fuck bad yeah. Dreams. Hot right. sweats, bad dreams. Next. Let's call. take a break and we'll listen to more voicemails when we get back. Okay. And we're back. So just to make sure Bulgogi. that every, everyone hears me, the CDC is telling people to be aware of Shigella, specifically people who are, you know, having sex with other people. Is this not, real? I'm, it's real. And it's, it's like, just, it's, can we I give just her a different de- name? Shigella is a little too cunty. I just was texting with a guy and I was like, Hey, how are you? He's like, we should really link up. He was like, I'm just getting over a really bad stomach bug. It's been like a week. I'm like, Shajala. That's what it is. That's what's happening. Talk it's about a, dirty butt. It's a full week. Shy Jella. Isn't that well, a lady also named, drug like, resistant? Nigella Lassen. Nigella. It's drug resistant. So you're just laid up with whatever this bacteria does. Yeah. What do it that, do? What are the what are the bloody diarrhea? Girl, why like why do you think I brought it up? Can we poopy stool, bloody stool? All right, ready for more VMs as the kids call them? I guess. Big sloppy pussy. <laughs> Dang. How meaty is your cunt? Big, Big sloppy, sloppy pussy. pussy. <laughs> Sample that. Big sloppy pussy. Big sloppy puss. Big, Big sloppy pussy. Big sloppy pussy. Hey, when are you guys gonna get some more of those Bucci cat shirts? Huh? <laughs> Hey, when are Listen, you guys? There's, there are uh, uh, like two 4XLs in pink left. Oh, for real? Come get them. Baddies. Hi, Big Dipper and Meatball. I was calling in because Big Dipper just told about, talked about the story, London. um, about the TikTok that he saw. About the twink basically going outside to meet trade, and he was walking through the snow, and he just pulls out of the driveway. I have a similar experience, unfortunately, but what is even more embarrassing is that I actually made it all the way up to the guy's car and opened the door, and I was getting in the back seat like a fucking Uber because you already know it was about to go down. The homeboy was about to just jump in the back seat, but. Immediately after opening the door, I just felt a vibe, like we made eye connection, and it was just not there. And I was just like, uh, this isn't going to work, is it? And he kind of just nodded his head. I closed the door, and he sped off faster than I've ever seen anyone drive away. So, yeah, just wanted to share that with y'all. I love you both so much. Have a great day. I cannot sing, so goodbye. <laughs> At least now, it was. Was that Lux? No. consensual yeah at Not least there was a conversation at least it was about mutual. it yeah mutual like this ain't working out but that reminded me of a time when one time when i was living in new york i went on a late night i would go on late night walks i would be very drunk 
and I would go on late night strolls through the mm. East Village, specifically in front of theaters where I knew adult activity would happen inside. But I would never go inside. I was always too afraid. You're just cruising. But it's just outside. And this guy came up to me, tallest man I've ever seen, broadest shoulder, like biggest, muscliest guy, one milky eye. And he wanted me to get in his car. And he was like, let's go. And like, I mean, he was kissing on my neck, making me grab his big old hog. Then he wanted me to get in his car and go like all the way uptown, like for like past. I don't even know where he wanted me to go so far away. And I was like, that seems like it's the Yonkers. It was like out of New York. It was like, or out of Manhattan. But I was like, I don't know about all that. And um, I got fully into his car, sat in the front seat. We started driving and I'm, I made it about four blocks up going north. And that's when I just at a red light, just opened the door and like, Stepped out and just walked away. Because Smart. it's horrifying. Why was what was wrong with me? Well, Wait. you were like, maybe there's dick to be had. There was. I was he was letting me rub on it. But I was like, why don't we just do it in the car? And he was like, No, let's go to my house. Let's go to my house one hour from here, in which I have guns in a downstairs basement that look exactly like the start of this commercial. Yeah. Also, I forgot to mention that one time I did have that STI, STI scare, but the doctors didn't know what it was, but I had I was itchy in my fucking crotch, and my palms were all itchy. Syphilis. Well, we don't know, because he didn't diagnose it. He just gave me antibacterials and said, maybe you should get an STD test. Sometimes they call those antibiotics. What did I say? Antibacterial lotion. Yeah, because I was drinking bleach. <laughs> Baby, I was drinking bleach. Hey, Big Dipper, hey, Meatball. Um, uh, this is a question, kind of wondering what you thought about this. You've talked a little bit about this, at, um, this documentary that you're uh, filming and how mm, in the room you had camera crew, you had women, and then you had participants that wanted to leave once they saw women were in the room where the fuck party was going to be going on. Um, I go to this uh, party called Horse Market. They have it in San Francisco. Oh, they yeah. have it in Portland. Weef. Now they're going to have it up here in Seattle. And the one in Portland, it's in this venue that, um, well, they it's a actual sex party venue, and they have a full bar. They have food. So when you're in this Horse Market party, they actually have women serving drinks and serving food, and I don't want. I was wondering if you thought that and was serving cunt unusual, or what your thoughts were on that. I'm not so turned off by having women in the sex party room that are just sort of working and watching. I'm just more turned off by the fact that they're serving food while in this giant <laughs> orgy room. It, it just seems very kind of crazy and bizarre. But the sex is good, and there's a lot of there's a lot of hole to fill. And just curious what your opinions were on that. Goodbye. A lot of hole to fill. What are your thoughts? Sounds like a top to me. Um, you know, this is really interesting. I think uh, lots to think about here. Um, obviously, like adult bookstores, sex spaces, leather shops, places you can go buy a dildo or a cock ring. You know, like a fresh cock ring every time I go to Palm Springs. Uh, I can't believe you said that. <laughs> Who did I say that to? 
You were in a video chat on Instagram. Oh, you with know, the people part of from me, IBC. Yeah, you know, part of me, I always have to like, you know, play into the brand a little bit. So you stayed at the hotel Zazhol? No. Where did you stay? With my family. But did you see? I've got postcards for us. Ooh, we'll take them to precinct. Yeah. Um, for our poolside pleasures. This poolside pleasures, August, August twenty fourth. So this is this 25th. is how I feel 27th. about August twenty sixth. Sixth. Uh, in at CCBC with Western Exposure, spelled just with an X, no E X. Uh, that's that naked foam party. Meatball's gonna be in a bad mood because it's gonna be one hundred and fifteen degrees, and she's gonna have to be in drag. I'll be in a caftan. Nobody. Nobody. Nobody's supposed to be here. So do you want to answer the question about women in those uh, Ooh. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to think about. I don't, I feel similarly, uh, my personal opinion is I feel similarly to this caller. There shouldn't be food there. That's disgusting. I feel that um, way too. I truly don't care if they're there, but for me, well... I don't know if they're participating. I don't think I'd care either. I would just find my way to somewhere where I was more comfortable in the same area. Like, it's yeah. a space for everybody. So women so, are going to be there. I, it, it, right? I agree. I agree completely. Um, I think that there's this, like, idea that um, because, like, faggots like are like men who fuck men and the uh, like stereotype is like mask for mask that the idea of anyone else around especially when you're in a public space they have to fit into that stereotype um you know the idea of like oh if you go to a sex party and the door person doesn't look like the rest of the people who are at the sex party you're like ooh well i got turned off by the door person the door person can be anyone the person who's pulling drinks the people doing the coat check all of those people can be anyone um and i think we need to like destigmatize the idea that to have sex in a room with other people you have to be attracted to every other person cuz baby there are a lot of people i've talked about this before at the bathhouse who just walk around trying to grab their little their little they grab they fed you so much well because they're literally no, grabbing true. yeah <laughs> and they don't have consent i understand and so i'm going if i'm in a room with you sir grabo and I'm 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 there's like ten people in the room and I'm like, I don't think I'd have the the gumption to start grabbing. Me neither. I'm ready. I feel like I'm I want to break someone's wrist when they grab me without even looking at me or nodding at me ahead of time. And so I don't know. For me, I'm like I don't want you in the room. Just like I wouldn't want someone I'm not sexually attracted to in the room. But I still end up having sex with another person that I find hot because I'm hooking up with them. I feel like I I'm agree. That makes sense. Too much of an afternoon. I'm in like an afternoon slump, and I don't know that I can fully articulate my answer to this question. But the thing that is most offensive well, is okay, na- nachos. Here, nachos, hot dogs, popcorn at a sex party. That's fucking disgusting. And you're protein bars and Red Bull. That's the only thing. And water. <laughs> Ooh, Red Bull's got too much sugar. Um, yeah. Next call. That's it. That was the last call. One more call. That's the last call. 
I know we got more. That's it. Is it offensive to to the leprechaun community to dress up as a leprechaun on St. Patrick's Day? No. But I feel like... Will you be dressed up like... Well, will you be dressed up like a leprechaun? You can really pull it off because you have... You look like a just a big, big little boy. You know what I mean? What would I have to wear to be a leprechaun? Over- I think I know what I'm going to wear. Overalls. I think I'm going to wear those... Those overalls that I have. Brown or, brown or green overalls. The green ones. Should I get haggis <laughs> for one of the foods? Oh, yeah. You could do corned beef and hash. And haggis. You should do Boston cream donuts. What does that have to do with the Irish? There's a lot of Irish in Boston. Is Boston in Ireland? No, Boston's not in Ireland. Have you never seen Goodwill Hunting? Irish foods. I have seen Goodwill Hunting. Irish stew, meat and potatoes, Irish soda bread, a shepherd's pie. Last time I ate one of those, I had food poisoning the next day. You could a do boiled a bacon and cabbage. You could do a gag. You should just do a head of cabbage. You could do a gag where you. Um, uh, Don't make bring, a famine joke. No, where you bring, bring out an out, empty tray. No, where you bring out that's horrible, a loaf different. of bread. Why would you say that? And a loaf of bread, and then you just pour a whole bottle of soda on it, and you say this is soda bread, and then they just have to deal with a wet <laughs> loaf of like sourdough bread. I eat soda bread. Wait, what is an Irish accent? What are you doing? End the fucking show, bitch. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Sloppy Seconds. You You're can like, follow another us call? Instagram. There must be another call. I bet Wait, there's another call. You want to go through some smoked hams? Um, you know, follow us, like, subscribe. We come out Tuesdays and Fridays. Goodbye. Oh, subscribe to Mom Plus and you can get everything a day early with no ads or bleeps. That's right. And also on Mom Plus, we are um we have a little bonus content that just started with the Naomi episode and has continued. So if you're a Mom Plus person, there's an extra like five to ten minutes at the end of every episode with our guests that only exists for you, Mom Plus. Um here we go. I need everyone to listen to me right now. I live in New York City and I had a ticket to Nightgowns where the meatball was going to be performing. And you know what? I was a little bit too hungover, and I was tired. And it was 9 p.m., and I live in Queens. So I sold my ticket. And <gasps> I missed out on freaking George Santos' performance. Do not ever, 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 I repeat, not ever give up a ticket to George Santos. I mean, meatball. In Big Dipper, I'm going to be different in this. I also went to the New York City at Club Redacted, and that episode didn't even make it to air. Do not ever give up your ticket. That's Seems like true. a time of life. Time. Okay. That's my PSA. <laughs> Bye. Very Could smart. you imagine missing what? that? Well, I did miss it. Well, you mean having the ticket and then missing it? Yeah. I can imagine. All right. Goodbye. Well, that was it. Bye, faggots. Should I say that? Goodbye.
To listen to Sloppy Seconds one day early, ad-free, and to watch our full video episodes, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcast.plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Editing and sound design by... William Pitts! Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.